0: You're listening to The Tablecast. Pull up a chair and join the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Tablecast. It's Preston Cox and I am back with my friend, Mr. Paul Partlow. What's up, Paul? What's up? Hey, so we're going to get going again on a topic about hospitality, Paul. Uh, last week we we shared a message uh that I had prepared for one of our little uh, community things that we did um, about Genesis 18. And we just kind of wanted to come back to that again. Uh, I mean, we really only got out of what, like the first two verses in that sermon because there was so much to unpack. Uh, So maybe let's take another look at that. I know you have some thoughts that you want to go through. Um, And maybe we can go by, kind of do like a theological, exegetical study of this as best we can. Yeah,
1: no, that sounds good, because I know that you read the verse last podcast, so if you if you guys listening want to check that out, yeah. go ahead and go to the last podcast, but we're just going to go verse by verse and just chat a little bit about some of the things that uh, we see in this uh, passage. Yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do that. All right. So Genesis 18, um, if you have your Bibles, you can take those out. If you're driving, (laughs) do not take your Bibles out. All right. Stay focused on the road. If you're driving, we hope you have your Bible memorized. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Go ahead and memorize this passage. Uh, Uh, Genesis 18, it says, The Lord appeared to Abraham, uh, near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. And, mm. and when I saw that, it said, you know, he said, the Lord appeared to Abraham. He was able to to recognize God's presence. He was able to recognize and and see God in uh, where he was at. and And it reminded me of this quote from Mother Teresa. She says this. She says, I see Jesus in every human being. I say to myself, this is hungry Jesus. I must feed him. This is sick Jesus. This is the one who has leprosy or gangrene. I must wash him and tend to him. I serve because I love Jesus. And I and I just think there's a principle there of we must see Jesus in everything we do, we must uh, in the in the faces of the people that are around us. If we're going to be hospitable, if we're going to show radical hospitality, we must be able to see
0: Jesus on their face. Yeah, it's a little different slant than what we talked about in the last podcast. Uh, you know, from a narrative standpoint, uh, you can look at this passage and say, "Well, Abraham didn't know that this was God," but I think that you may be right. I think surely he knew. It's kind of like kind of like Moses with the burning bush. Like surely he knew God's presence was Hmm. in this thing like he may have not made all the connections at one time but surely surely he thought well this may be a god appointment for me whether he knew it was actually god or not yeah uh it, it it was a god appointment and i think we have those a lot especially when it comes to hospitality i tend to find that uh those instances when god calls me to be more hospitable are not things that i typically plan it's usually just somebody showing up and I am expected to show them hospitality in the way that I react to them.
1: No, absolutely. I think we we understand sometimes that uh, it's a divine appointment after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> We look back and we go, Oh, so, you know, that, that's what that was about. You yeah, know, so good. I, I just kind of see that in this verse and then, you know, going on to verse two, it says, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and he bowed low hmm. to the ground. And, and, and as I look at that verse, I, I, it's something like this. I think we should serve out of humility, um, I, the Out of the humility of our common humanity, not out of the pride of our position, oh I th- yeah, yeah I, th- I think a lot of times when we when we do hospitality, it's always us um rich, wealthier. Uh, people who have it all together in our minds, we go to the poor and the lowly, and and we have this sense that we're better than them. Yeah, I mean, they need us, kind yeah. of thing. And that's not hospitality. That's not biblical hospitality. I think biblical hospitality is is just humility that is gained from just our common humanity, knowing that man, we're just we're equal in God's sight. Yeah. And just because I may have a, a bigger house or a nicer car or whatever, those things don't make me better. Than another person,
0: yeah. Uh, Lots of places in Scripture. Many of the writers talk about, especially in the New Testament, I think about Paul and I think James as well. I could be wrong there. Talk about uh, humbling ourselves before God and lifting other people up. Um, You know, and and you see that that resonating through Scripture, and especially in the life of Jesus, Uh, he is constantly elevating those on the margins to equal or higher status Mm -hmm. (laughs) than those who we would consider to be elite. Um, and so, yeah, I think that you're exactly right. I think there, there comes a great deal of humility if we're doing radical hospitality in the name of Jesus. Uh, we have to be humble. We, we can't operate out of pride. It doesn't no, work
1: no. absolutely it's it's this it's the road to downward mobility it, yeah we see that over and over in scripture especially in the life of Jesus it's not about climbing the corporate ladder or getting to the point where we're better than others it's always a road of downward mobility taking um, the voice that that we have whether it's from a position of privilege mm-hmm. or power taking that privilege and power and laying it at the foot of the cross so that other people can use that voice other people can use that privilege other people can use that power. And I think that's what hospitality is about.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. That's good.
1: Yeah. So, so moving on to uh, verse three, it says, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by let a little water be brought. And then you may uh, all wash your feet and rest upon this tree. Let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed, and then go to go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant, and and what I like about this is Abraham basically is he welcomes them with open arms. He he took the role of a servant. He he basically uh, gave them the TV remote and his favorite <laughs> recliner yeah. and said, "Hey, this is yours. What I have." is yours. And I just think there's this beautiful sense uh, of that. I know that that's happened in my life. I've had people do that to me. There's a, there's a family that I'm thinking of right now that every time we walked into their house, they would immediately say, go get a drink from the fridge, go get a snack. Here's the TV remote. Here's our recliner. You just make yourself at home and there's something safe and secure about
0: that. Yeah. And I think in the scripture there, isn't it, he talks about, you know, uh, my Lord is what Abraham says and it's little, little Lord, right? Like uh, the lowercase Lord, not, not Yahweh Lord, not the proper name, but we're talking, he is actually like submitting himself as a servant Mm -hmm. and, and uh, I just get such an image of Jesus here, uh, washing the disciples feet. Um, You know, Jesus uh, showing us what it means to lay our lives down for other people. Um, And it's just so interesting that Abraham is doing this in the presence of strangers, that you know, he doesn't know. He does. He doesn't have a clue who these are. We talked about it in the last podcast. That this was uh, pretty common practice to allow strangers into your home for respite. Uh, but that he, it looks like Abraham's going the extra mile with yeah. this group. I, I don't. I don't know all the ins and outs of uh, Israelite hospitality practices, but it sure seems like he is really you know laying out the red carpet for these folks.
1: No, he really is. I mean, even if you see the uh the words afterwards, you know, it says so Abraham hurried. He rushed, he hurried, he ran. Yeah. I mean, you know, he ran to bake the bread, he hurried to get the the, the animal to to kill <laughs> and to, he hurried to get the milk and yeah. put it at their feet and all these other things and so he didn't do it with any kind of reluctancy. and yeah. I and I don't know about you sometimes but uh, uh, when it comes to hospitality, sometimes I'm a little reluctant. Yeah. I, I like my space. Yeah. I, I like my home. I, I like uh, my time. And, and I like to guard those things uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but it seemed like Abraham just uh, laid everything at their feet. And it really gives us a picture of what hospitality is about. I mean, it even says that as they sit and eat, he's standing nearby just ready to serve them. Basically, he let them have first, second, and thirds before he even thinks about eating. I mean, he just kind of lays everything at their feet and says, my house is is your house. Um, and it's just, but literally everything I have belongs to my visitor. And it's such radical hospitality that it blows my mind. I mean, to think about the ramifications, if we were to obey that today, what that looks like in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's, um, you know, it kind of takes us to this question of what does this look like today? What um, what does this passage look like in our life today? And I think there's, there's three things that, that kind of come to mind as I think about this and how we can be more radically hospitable in our lives. Okay. Number one, I believe we must create more space in our life to be hospitable. I think we are running, um, we are running at such an incredible pace that I don't even think we have space and room in our lives for anybody else to look at anybody else. Mm. I, um, and I, I, and I heard this principle one time about, um, tithing your meals, um, you know, giving that to God and, and tithing, uh, a part of your week to, uh,
0: the stranger or to the visitor. And I thought that that. was really good. Uh, I was, I had read a quote earlier, uh, from John Ortberg and it says this love and hurry are fundamentally incompatible. Mm. Love and hurry are fundamentally incompatible. That uh, it is nearly impossible, if not totally impossible, to love somebody and be in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, and I've we've learned that Sarah and I have learned that so, uh, like, uh, tangibly this year. Uh, one of the things we tried to do was create margin in our lives, and we and we know that this is uh, it really is kind of a, a luxury practice. We don't have kids. Uh, and You have three kids, and so mm-hmm. you're kind of all over the place. <laughs> uh, but you know, we're not running running little humans around to all these different things, but. Um, You know, we've really tried to challenge uh, our friends to to look at their calendars, and uh, we were really challenged by this book called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst uh, that came out Mm -hmm. several years ago uh, by by choosing the things that, that have the most meaning and intentionality behind them. Um, And that really opened up the doors for us to have more meaningful relationships with those people on our street um, and in our neighborhood and people at Sarah's work. Those are not total strangers. We know them. uh, But, I mean, we also don't intimately know them as close friends. And so uh, I guess we could still classify them as the stranger or the other or whatever. Uh, But to To be able to love them well, we realized that we're going to have to slow our lives down significantly, yeah. and that was a huge sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and uh, but when once we hit the brakes on some things. God started bringing the people into mm. our lives, and our lives have been more rich now yeah. uh, than trying to fill our lives with all the other things that we were doing.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people just kind of live life on cruise control, and they don't even evaluate their schedule. They just think this is normal, yeah, and they just kind of uh, live, live life like that. And we need to, I think, uh, as Christians, define a new normal. Um, That's good. Yeah, that would help us. Um, the second thing that I was thinking of is we need to move away from our homes being an idol. Um, we need to be okay with carpet spills <laughs> spills <laughs> on the carpet or things that break or, or something that happens like that. Because af- after all, it's just stuff. And when you have more and more people in your home, well, you can't, uh, Uh, it's just going to, things are going to get damaged. Things are going to happen and that's okay. That's, that's what life's about. But, but also not looking at your house as an idol, but not looking at it as a castle as well of this, you you know, we, we, we pull up the drawbridge and we, we, we lock the (laughs) doors and we have our security systems and we build our big fences and we keep people out. Yeah. And It just. How can we be hospitable like that, you know, with the barbed wire fence around our, <laughs> our property? And that's kind of what we're communicating
0: to the outside world. I yeah. think
1: I think we need to be uh, allow people to to have entry points into our life.
0: Yeah, I really like that. And it's, that's been really challenging, um, living in a house. This is uh, where I live. This is my first house to have, have ever lived in. Uh, I've always lived in an apartment uh, or, a, you know, a duplex. And so uh, it was kind of communal living. Uh, I've never owned a garage door opener before in my life uh, <laughs> yeah. until about four years ago. And uh, actually it was really interesting for Lent one year, I gave up my garage door opener. Uh, and so I ever, I had to get out of my car to actually, I have one of those keypads right uh-huh. on the yeah. side of the door. And so I, I would always uh, during the month, months of Lent, I would get out and have to push my buttons to get, uh, the door shut and open stuff like that, because I wanted to be out of the car in case a neighbor was, you know, close by. So Mm, I can actually say hi, um, instead of just pulling in and just give them a wave as the garage door closes down (laughs) behind me. Um, you know, I, I think that you're exactly right. We, we, we're seeing a movement of people in the world around us, where um, I think that we're getting more neighborly, which is good. I, right. I, I think we're seeing little pockets of of people coming up, and maybe we can talk about this in another podcast sometime. Uh, little pockets of Christians, uh, uh, these Jesus followers who really want to know their neighbors well, yeah. um, their actual next door neighbors well. Um, and I, I talked about art of neighboring in the last podcast. Is it's that principle, um, and it may be us sacrificing our garage door openers to go through our front doors, you know? No, absolutely, um, yeah, and, yeah. And to make some more time out front. Uh, I think that we, we are very protective of our spaces, um, or we just like to hole up. You know, and be hermits. <laughs> oh yeah, and in well, our little little yeah. castle rooms.
1: Yeah, it's made it real easy. Like Hulu and Netflix and all that stuff have allowed us just to be okay sitting on the couch yeah. and just binge watching whatever there. And yeah, and kind of shutting out the
0: outside world. It's, you can yeah. even order your groceries now and get it shipped right no, to your door. Yeah, you can. You can. You don't
1: have to leave your house for anything. Yeah. <laughs> and we're so that means uh, we as Christians we're going to have to be even more intentional to get out uh, of our homes and to really engage with others. The the last principle that I had was uh, was this, is we need to lower our standards and expectations when we invite people over. And what I mean by that is, um, it seems like here in North America, when we invite someone over, we don't ask them to bring anything, and we bring out the best china and we have the nicest meal. We cook the the best recipe of the week and we try to impress people with how our house looks. I mean, our house is immaculate. We, We clean from top to bottom when people come over and if if that is your standard before you invite someone into your house, you're never going to invite someone yeah. into your house. You, yeah, exactly. You, you have to be okay with a house needs to look lived in, and that's and that's okay, and th- that's okay. You know, you, they need to be okay with just this is how we live,
0: and and you need to be okay with that as well. Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit last time about making people feel comfortable, uh, and a lot of people, you know, you tend when you tend to, uh, you know, put comfort and preparedness, uh, up on a high level, uh, you can tend to forget that you're serving actual people. Yeah. Um, and I was reading a quote earlier, I think, uh, from a, a disciplines handbook, like uh, that talks about spiritual disciplines and it was talking about hospitality. Um, and it, it just really made emphasis on don't over plan your meals and, and your, Uh, you know, your events of your party, just focus on the people that are coming. Right. They talk about having like a leftover meal, you know, so that way you're not focused at all about about what the meal is. You're like, Hey, just bring whatever's in your fridge. Whatever you made this last week, uh, bring it on over to the house and we'll eat. uh, And we just want to be together. Um, And so that, you know, I I think uh, you and I have both done work with small groups and Mm -hmm. and, uh, church community groups and that sort of thing. And one of the things that I always told uh, church leaders was, uh, you know, uh, create spaces that, that feel inviting and welcoming. And sometimes that means leaving dishes dirty in your sink yeah. because people are like, oh, these are real people. Like, I can relate to a person with a dirty dish in their sink. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, it's, I, I, just, I just think that that kind of makes us vulnerable in some yeah. ways. Um, and, and it allows people to see who we really are and say, hey, we're just, we're just normal people. Uh, and this is just a normal thing that we do. We just want to be with you and let you love us for who we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, I think we're being authentic. I mean, because, uh, if, if my house doesn't have any toys on the ground and I have three kids running around, somebody's going to walk in and go, okay, they're, they're not being completely <laughs> honest with how they live. Cause my house does have toys on the ground yeah. and things like that. And because it's in flux and my house looks lived in. And yeah. I, and I love that because, uh, my goal in life is not to keep a clean house. It's to uh, create a hospitable house. It's, the, it's not to, uh, I'm not a curator of a museum. <laughs> I am, it is a house to be used and to, uh, to invite people into. And I think ultimately, just like Abraham in this passage, that's
0: what we're called to do. Yeah. I think uh, just continuing to, to put this in front of people's minds, um, each of us have to con- continue to think about what does radical hospitality look like in my life um it's going to look different for everybody i think is what we're saying yeah it's going to be a a different experience um and sometimes you got to kind of start small you know like you're not going to just go out most people are not going to go out and have a huge block party you know uh their first week although some people who are super extroverted may want to do that (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not typically one to do that (laughs) i want to build relationship with people and and start slow um so we said last time it's going to take some time it's it's going to uh take us a little bit of, of you know, it's going to take prayer, and it's going to take waiting, and it's anticipating, and paying attention to what God's doing. All those things that we see Abraham doing in this passage in Genesis. Absolutely. All right, so this is the end of this podcast. I think uh, we'll we'll come back to this topic again one more time, um, and then. Uh address some more issues, maybe some more practical things on uh, right. this next yeah. podcast about uh, what are some ways we can practice hospitality, maybe give us some some tips from, from our lives and what we've seen. Uh, I think that'll be really good. So until next time, uh, we'll hope that you'll come back and listen to the Tablecast again. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, Paul. Thanks, man. Yep. See you. See you.